the 6th of March. Good morning and welcome to the news around Uganda. My name is Viola Xasira. The Supreme Court has allowed the National Unity Platform presidential candidate Robert Chagulanyi to withdraw his petition against the outcome of the presidential elections. National Unity Platform lawyer Medad Lubega-Segona has asked the Supreme Court to allow the withdrawal of the presidential election petition without paying costs to the respondents. Segona argued that the presidential election petition is of public interest and if the petitioner is slammed with costs, it would scare the other members of the public from seeking justice in court. The Attorney General William Biarhanga, in his response, said they are not opposed to the withdrawal but against the falsehoods which were adduced before the courts in form of affidavits. We have no objection to the grounds being relied on in paragraphs 1 to 5 of the application. The applicant, my lord, in his paragraphs 2, 4, and 5 of his affidavit in support avers that the matters concerning his house arrest influenced his decision to withdraw the petition, further that he was not able to communicate with the outside world and could not instruct his lawyers after his release. As illustrated in our affidavit in reply at paragraph 4, his own advocate, Turiyamu Sima Geoffrey, and Mr. Zake Francis, his close associates, his close associate, were communicating with him. So all we wanted to point out here was that that particular vermin is not true. Further, my lords, it is our submission that much as it's the applicant's entitlement to withdraw his petition, he should not do it on the basis of falsehood. So that's all that we are saying. And President Yowari Kagutam Seven's lawyers mocked Robert Chaglanyi for allegedly filing forged affidavits in the Supreme Court. Lawyer Chidiwa Chiwanuka said 10 of Chaglanyi's affidavits were found to be false with a forged signature and they already shamed him in court. But Medad Lubega Segona has dismissed the allegations and says their affidavits were signed by genuine witnesses. I can say they've been presenting lies in their affidavits and even on the bar to defend the loot. The people who are said to have sworn affidavits swore them and they are there. They should have presented them to demonstrate that actually they never signed them. And then uh, demonstrate how we got their national IDs to see. Because they tried to verify with Nira. They never fo- found those national IDs forged. But only to get some policewoman and tell us, you signed that, uh, you, that, that uh, you, you have witnessed uh, discrepancies in the signatures. In the central, city comedians commonly known as Bizonto have been charged with promoting sectarianism. The four-member group including Julia Seranja, Maliserium Babali, Gold Shimatono and Peter Sebakachi were arrested yesterday after reporting to work at a radio station in Bukoto, Kampala. The charge, as read by Buganda Road Grade 1 Magistrate Asman Muhumza, indicates that during the month of June 2020 within Kampala, they made and published on different social media platforms a video containing information which is likely to cause discontent among the citizens of Uganda against the Banyankole tribe by indicating that most of the leaders in Uganda are Banyankole. The group has denied the offence and applied for bail. They return to court on April 8, 2021 as prosecution investigates further. In a national news, the Uganda Bureau of Standards, together with the National Drugs Authority and Uganda Communications Commission, have ordered for an immediate halt on advertisement of energy drinks which are not certified. The Uganda National Bureau of Standards Executive Director Livingstone Eberu says a number of substandard drinks have flooded the market and may be risky to human health. We have other herbal products 
which we found that they, are, they were deceiving people by putting in some other conventional drugs. You have heard of Viagra? Some people are claiming that their drugs can help enhance the manhood, but they were deceiving people that they are humble while they were going and uh, buying some of those conventional drugs and adding in. We tested those drugs, those herbal products. We found that they were using those, uh, the drug I've mentioned, one of them was Sildenafil, another one is Tadalafil, but those are like Viagra. Irene Kagwa, the executive director of the Uganda Communications Commission, has warned media houses against advertising such energy drinks. Yes, you may want the money, but are we going to say me are more interested in the money and put other people's lives at risk? How I interpret something may not be how the next person interprets it. I may interpret it as a joke or I may bother to say, let me first find out the correct information. The next person may just believe because it's on a media house they trust. So they base their consumption or their choices based on that information that the media house has provided. Moving to the east, court has extended the day it will deliver its ruling regarding the Soroti city boundary saga. Edward Okello, the High Court clerk, told court that the ruling was pushed to Wednesday next week because the judgment was not fully typed. City people had gathered in hundreds and were eagerly waiting for the outcome. The case was filed by MP Herbert Arico. On Tuesday last week, the hearing commenced with the lawyers representing MP Arico making their submissions to the court, presided over by Justice Wilson Musene Musalu. Robert Chirunda, the lawyer representing Arico, stated that the court made a mistake in its ruling of November 2020 that Alouettes and OPI wards belonged to Soroti City West instead of East as it was passed by Parliament. They are demanding the court to set aside its early ruling and seek it to make a decision that the city elections were illegal. Last year in November, five city dwellers dragged the Electoral Commission to court demanding for proper demarcation of the city boundaries. The five included Michael Enyagu, Robert Oneyang, Stephen Elienyu, Patrick Ejelu and Brian Omoding. In their petition, they stated that Arapai, Amoro, Alouette, Opi and Oradai were part of Soroti City West, not east as the Electoral Commission had indicated. Ivan Omoloi and Fiona Mirembe represent the five in court, while Patrick Wetaka represents the Electoral Commission. Still in the east, the head teacher of Toroma Secondary School in Katakwi District, Raymond Operot, has decried the low enrollment of students of Senior 3 who were meant to report for studies on Monday. Out of 100 Senior 3 students, Operot says by Thursday only 14 students had reported, with girls registering high numbers as compared to boys. Upload is worried that most students are in their homes herding cattle while others are now in the trading centers making chapati. He is calling upon parents to send their children to school to enable them catch up having spent a year at home during the lockdown. Now as we speak reporting there are only 14 in the class and then you wonder where the others are. That is a difficult question to answer but I'm sure the parents are aware that their children are supposed to be school. But now uh, for reasons best known to them uh, the children haven't come back yet. Or maybe they don't really understand that the children should be at school or they are waiting for the school management to make a radio announcement. What even couples and makes it much more unforgiving is the attitude of the parent because the parents should have uh, taken it much more seriously on his part on our part to send the child to school. But the parents are also there seemingly watching. 
In northern Uganda, refugees in Ariadze Zone and a Rhino Camp settlement in Odupi sub-county in Terigo district have been empowered to fight teenage pregnancy. Departments that included close to 200 mainly Congolese and South Sudanese refugee women from Ariadze A and B benefited during a community parliament organized with Care Uganda International. That song, Nikakwa, reminding women to wake up and perform their roles as had the participants into the community parliament. That was held at Ariaze B refugee camp. Jessica Anjo, a gender-based violence officer with care, declared the aim of the community parliament that took almost three hours, organized with support from Global Affairs Canada, GAC. Preparing the women in celebrating the International Women's Day. We want to know the roles. How many women have taken roles in leadership? How many are willing to also take leadership in future? And now we want to discuss deeper how COVID-19 has affected women, especially the teenage pregnancy has gone into rise. So in our discussion, we want to get a solution for that so that we prepare our young girls to become future leaders. During the deliberations, the open-minded participants enumerated the dangers of teenage pregnancy, which hinders holistic development. Vicky Taman, a refugee from Ariaze A, confirms that the teenage pregnancy is hurting the refugee population and condemns the behavior of men luring young girls to destroy their future. Another Congolese, Vini Mangalulu, called donors supporting young mothers to step up sensitization in the refugee camps and called for crackdown of fake donors who turn out to be sugar daddies. One is the demand of the girls are very high and the parents could not even afford. Two, what also convinced the ladies to get pregnant? You find when somebody is taken to therapy for a labor, after giving birth, there is a support which these partners are also giving to these people. It also convinced these ladies, if that's the thing, I should also get confused so that at the end, when I'm taken there, after labor, also benefit from these things. Lastly, because girls cannot be able to get money, there are people asking for the problem of the girl. After an arrangement, the problem now, they will start to pull something little and begin to give to this girl, which is increasing the cause of... Taban James from Ariaze Big Cluster also called their spouses to dress their bodies decently, use attractive ornaments and maintain their figure to make their spouses turn away from beautiful and attractive young girls. Alfred Olwen, during the conclusion, called for peaceful and meaningful celebration of the International Women's Day on Monday. I call upon men, I call upon women to celebrate this day peacefully to celebrate this day together with men the men should celebrate it together with their husbands so that they enjoy this day as as a family let's not uh, fight let's not uh, accuse each other it's coming up together to give opportunity for our women celebrating their achievements of being a woman so that we see that we have a better world. This year's Women's Day in Irano Kembi Refugee Settlement will be held in Yomogo Refugee Camp in Yomogo Sub-County Terego District under the theme Women in Leadership Achieving Equal Future in a COVID-19 World. I am Angupale Joffrey reporting for Arua One. 
and market vendors in Arua City have commended strategic initiative for women in the Horn of Africa, SIHA, for coming up with a pro-vendor manifesto that they say will benefit the vendors and their families. This was during the review of the manifesto that was as a result of consultative meeting that was as a result of a consultative meeting held last year to see the number of women on the market protected and living happily in their families. Actually, I'm just very happy about it. There are many things which I didn't know, but now I've learned a lot and where to go, who to consult, and uh, my plan is to grow high in whatever thing that I'm doing. We are grateful to see her initially Siha gave us $3 million as a grant to begin our businesses, but we do use our money to lend out as loans to the members, and it has really improved on our businesses. For the case of security, we really need uh, the leaders to help us to put one, a police station, in our area, in a Duala market, that is in BAT. We used to have some time back a police station, but all of a sudden it vanished, but now we really need a police station. There. If you look at the location of Juwala, the health facilities are far away. So we have to move from there to either town or central police or we go to a diofe. That's when we can get the nearest health facility. The manifesto focuses on six categories such as economic justice, violence against women and girls and access to justice, equitable and inclusive education for women and girls, market development and infrastructure, women's leadership, women's health, safety and security. The CIHANET coordinator, Uganda area Brenda Abba, says once the manifesto is worked on, it will help the women keep them together to fight for their rights. And this document, once it is finalized, will be put across to different political actors and different stakeholders. Some of the issues will even go to different political parties here. So it will be an advocacy tool, not just for SIHA, but for the women market vendors as well. It will also be an accountability document. So if you have a leader um, who has taken over maybe office now, as women market vendors, as we evaluate what these leaders have done for us, you can use this document as well. And also for the women who want to take up leadership positions, it is a tool that they can use for their campaigns and to ask for support from the public. The eight women cooperative vendors chairpersons each received a Samsung smartphone costing over 450,000 shillings each. In the western part of Uganda, the chairperson of Mbara Head Teachers Association, Nathan Mugume, has urged parents to look for ways of clearing school fees on time to help facilitate the smooth running of school activities amidst COVID-19 challenges. Mugume notes that many schools in Mbara are currently operating on dates as most of the projects from which they used to generate income were badly hit by the COVID-19 pandemic. Mugume also advises parents to cooperate with school management committees in addressing issues affecting their schools. The Rampara County MP-elect Amos Kankunda wants people to engage in small-scale industries if they are to boost their household income. Kankunda told Radio West that working together is vital for development, adding that people need to cooperate with their leaders to develop their communities. Meanwhile, the Mbara District Chairperson-elect Didas Tabaro challenged leaders to work for the people if they are to maximize the levels of development in their communities. Tabaro added that in most cases, leaders fail to work for the electorate, which leads to underdevelopment in the areas they lead. 
The Ntungamo Education Authorities have also expressed worry over so many primary seven candidates that have failed to turn up ahead of the primary leaving examinations later this month. Fred Bahati, the Ntungamo District Inspector of Schools, while releasing the 2020 pre-primary leaving examination results at the district council hall yesterday, said a big number of primary seven candidates did not turn up for the pre-primary leaving examinations, especially in government-aided primary schools. He noted that out of the 10,521 candidates who registered to sit for the 2020 primary leaving examinations in Tungamo District, at least 324 candidates did not show up to sit for pre-primary leaving examinations, 1,580 candidates failed, while 24 candidates did not finish the exams. In his remarks, the resident district commissioner in Tungamo, George Bakunda, warned schools against allowing non-sub-candidates in schools. That some schools are allowing non-sub-candidate classes also come and study. P5, P4, P3 and those classes. As per now, we do not expect any other class apart from P6 and P7 in your schools. If you make a risk and allow them, you will answer the consequences of it. That's it for now. We meet again tomorrow, same time, as we look at the news that shaped Uganda for the past week. My name is Vaila Xasia.